The PM Growth Experts podcast show is hosted by Darren Hunter and Dennis Youssef from Inspired Growth Training, who work with PM Growth Experts from around the globe. If you're signing up 20 to 30 managements a month, that's great. If not, speak with us. Hi, everyone. Darren Hunter here from Inspired Growth Training, and we are with the PM Growth Experts Show. Today's a little bit different. We don't have Dennis with us today. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it, but we have some very special guests on this show, some of our favorite people, Sean and Kristen Johnson, all the way from New Mexico, USA. How are you going, guys? Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for being part of our show. And really, today is a little bit of a deviation. And, and in fact, we're going to be doing more of these types of shows. So instead of talking about growth, where we're going to go out and get lots more doors and, you know, or uh, interviewing star BDMs that are doing 20 to 30 new managements or doors a month, this month we're going to talk about increasing income per property and these guys have an amazing story to tell how they took their income per property or per door from 125 dollars right up to actually today they said they're hitting the 266 dollars per door per prop uh, per property per month in income that's more than double but before we get into their story i just want to give a quick promotion for EBM Landlord Insurance, who are exclusive partners with Inspired Growth Training. Now, EBM Landlord Insurance, it's really important that you've got all of your owners signed up with quality landlord insurance and they haven't had it sourced from a bank or even worse, from a supermarket, particularly when it comes down to the issues today, for example, of methamphetamine uh, laboratories being found in rental properties. You need to make sure your owners have full cover, particularly when claims can be $50,000, $70,000 worth of cleanup and re-renovation of the property. But also, EBM landlord insurance cover have pet cover as well. This day and age where tenants have pets all the time, you want to make sure you have quality cover. So go to rentcover.com.au. That's rentcover.com.au. Get in contact with the guys at EBM Landlord Insurance and have a chat with them. And while we're at it, um, Landlord Protection Insurance is also being launched into the United States with Shorevesta. Now, their cover for rent loss and malicious damage, of course, is a different policy than EBM. But get in contact with the guys at Shorevesta. Uh, that's Shore, S-U-R-E, Vestor.com, and get in contact with the guys. Have a look at their policy. There's some really good policy wording on their website. Have a look at that. But quite frankly, I will not sign up with any a uh, real estate agent with my properties to manage if they don't also have landlord insurance to offer me as well. Because I want to make sure that if my good tenant does turn bad, that we're covered. So enough of that. So guys, thank you so much for being part of our program today. And I have to say up front, uh, I started working with Sean and Kristen. Now we just worked out the, 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 the year. We first met was in March 2016, is that correct? That's correct. And, and we first met at the Broker Owners Conference in Vegas. I remember we, we caught up at, at a restaurant and we were introduced by Todd Breen, um, who was, I believe, coaching you at the time. Is that correct? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. We started doing some work together, which I, I don't want to get too much into today, but 
course, this is the journey of Sean and, and Kristen. But tell us a little bit about you know where you're from. Tell us about your town in New Mexico. Tell us a little bit about your market. Uh, so I'll go for that. <laughs> We're in Farmington, New Mexico, which is a small rural town, about 50,000 people. Very oil and gas and coal driven uh, economy here. The last few years have been pretty weak, um, but this this year is really hitting strong and it's kind of where we're at um, geographically. Yeah. You're about, I think you're about 45 minutes just south of the Colorado border. I remember being out at your property there and looking out the back there, you can see those gorgeous mountains um, and, you know, quite a spectacular view. So, all right. I mean, you're in a small town, so we call that just a regional area. Um, and regional is very good for property management. Uh, tell us about, you know, what's your average rent? Um, what's the size or what's your, your, how many doors have you got? Yeah, we have about 500 doors under management and single family. There's some, some smaller multis, uh, six or lower. Um, and average rents are 1,064 uh, per property. So. Okay, and I, I think it's, it's fair to say that though your income per door has doubled um, in, in the last, um, well, three years, um, it's fair to say I don't think your door count and your average rent really has changed that much, has it? No, it really hasn't. Yeah, no, we've actually gone down a little bit uh, door-wise, um, but increased substantially in revenue, which is your, your earning potential has just gone bang. But of course, those other numbers really haven't changed. So, so I think today the aim is to help people watching this podcast show to look at the keys in place so they can also substantially increase their income per door as well. So, you know, let's talk about your marketplace. How many other agencies uh, or competitors do you have in town? So there's two other major uh, competitors and then there's about three not too substantial competitors. Um, our largest competitor has about the same size portfolio, but their average rents are about seven fifty. Um, and, uh, then the next one there is about 200, uh, doors under management. So not, not a ton of competition, but certainly some discounting going on. Okay. So, um, we, we had some contact back in, in, in 2016 and you guys were wanting to make some changes to your fees. Why was that? Why, why did you want to make a change? Kristen should speak to that. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the big thing for us is that we were providing a ton of services that our competitors were not. Um, and we were charging the same fees that they were. So there was, there was so much that was going out in the way of labor and providing exemplary uh, service, and we weren't compensating ourselves for it. Um, so that was kind of the, uh, the mental shift that we had. Um, and I think I was, you know, we, you said we were introduced by Todd Brain. I was actually sitting at a national convention with him the, the previous October, um, and he did a talk on managing from under a palm tree and working four hours a week. And I said, yes, that is what I want in my life. <laughs> um, and that was kind of the, the starting point for us of where we uh, started coaching with Todd and um, really trying to figure out, you know, we can do more with less. 
So meaning we can make more money managing less doors and live a happier and healthier life. <laughs> yeah, I remember the, the initial phone call, you guys really felt that, hey, we're charging the same as our competitors, but we, we, we offer so much more. Um, and, and it didn't take me long on the phone to realize you guys really were a quality company. So the, the fee maximization process, certainly from my point of view, wasn't going to be a hard one, but let, let's keep on going. Now, um, when you, uh, you spoke to your team about it, you know, your, your staff about adding and increasing fees, what, what was their reaction to that? I think initially they were shocked. Um, they didn't, they didn't really understand it. Um, there, there was a, there was a portion that they understood, you know, like we're doing all these value add services, but not being compensated for it. So they certainly understood that, but there was some kickback. Um, there was a lot of, a lot of talking through it and trying to figure out, you know, how we're going to move forward. And, and we understood that if, if we got too much kickback, this is where the, the company vision was and that we were going to have to make staffing changes if we had to. Yeah. So what, well, let's talk about some of these fears. What were some of the kickbacks or, or fears or what sort of worry did they have? Should you add or increase fees? What, what typically were, did they have a problem with? I think they just really needed to understand the value that was uh, being given to a client before we increased a fee. I think that was the biggest thing. Yeah, I think, you know, the the one that we had, the, the staff member that we had the hardest time with had been with us the longest. And I, I think he just was so accustomed to, this is just a part of our job. This is what we're supposed to do. And we're supposed to be above our competitor's service level. Um, and I, I think he just had a really hard time wrapping his head around the fact that he should, he deserved to be compensated for those things. Um, so I, you know, the, the, the big ones that we introduced were um, a leasing fee and a lease renewal fee. And, you know, he could regurgitate to you all day long that there's value in those tasks, but getting him to come to the realization that he deserved to be compensated for, for them was, a different story, I guess. Yeah, it's a belief issue, so. Yeah. Yeah, it was a mindset issue. Let, let's just say it because uh, you're, you're, you're charging a management fee and that management fee was the same as everyone else in town um, and you weren't charging anything else. Um, so to me, this was a very easy process. So we worked in a leasing fee, uh, a, we worked in a lease renewal fee, we worked in a routine inspection fee as well, correct? Right. And we did some changes and some additions to tenant fees as well, which, of course, for our Australian and New Zealand uh, uh, audience, uh, you, we can't do that. Of course, in the United States, these guys do and they do it very well. Um, but uh, that, that was the that was the actual changes that we needed to roll out was a leasing fee, lease renewal fee, routine inspection fee and some other fees as well. So that that was our journey. So, look, just moving on. Um, um, let's talk about when we actually did or you did send out the notification to owners um, that was done by uh, email process of course you had your um, your electronic signing process that was the case wasn't it yeah yeah and you know what what initially happened what what was the initial kickback or did you get resistance from clients can you recall those at that, that time you know I think a lot of them um that signed right out the gate, didn't even bat an eye at it. You know, we sent out a, a letter kind of explaining what the changes were um, and why they were necessary. And the, the majority of owners didn't even kick back at all. They signed the agreement, we got it back immediately. 
Um, some of the other ones, we had to kind of walk them through, you know, why, why things had to change. Um, and once we had those conversations, they were fine. Um, and some others just, it was completely 100% about price with them and they didn't care what you had to say or what you had to offer or why you were better. They didn't care. The competitor down the street was charging what they were charging and, um, that was all they needed to know. And so those people we parted ways with and some of them it hurt a little, um, but the vast majority of them, it was, you know, good deal. We don't want to, you know, you're not a good fit for us anyway. So well, let's um, talk about this. So. Um, what, first, let's go back to your letter. What were the reasons that you told your owners in your email, your letter, that you needed to increase fees? How did you justify it? Uh, the, big, the big thing is that costs have gone up. The, the cost of doing business has increased for us. Um, and that the way that we were operating our business, because we were providing so many additional services, we couldn't continue to provide those services at the rate that we were charging. Um, you know, we're not a rent collector company. That's not what we pride ourselves on. That's not who we are. That's not what we believe any property management company should be. Um, and we believe that we need to be compensated for the services that we're actually providing. Okay. Now you guys had to get a new agreement signed with your owners, correct? Right. So, uh, how did you go? Did everybody sign straight away or how many stragglers did you have? Did you have to get on the phone and start doing some chasing? Yeah, it was probably 80-20 rule at first, and then you just really had to be consistent with follow-up on that 20% that didn't initially sign. And I say that because if you don't follow up and you let it just slide, then they don't take you seriously, mm -hmm. um, and you have to be pr proactive in, in your follow-up. So yeah, I mean, if you didn't get a response back within the week, and then it was another phone call or another email, hey, hoping we receive this document we need to move forward so on and so forth now i will have to say that uh, this this took effect on august 1st back in 2016 um, we sent these out mid-june so there was substantial time to get these in order before august 1st um, so we weren't just trying to slide this under the table and by the way here you go you know what i mean we were very transparent you gave people adequate time so from when they were advised to when the effect would take place Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, do, do you remember you know, negotiating with owners and what sort of, you know, people that, who did you negotiate with and why? The only people that we negotiated with at all um, were clients who had been long-term and had um, multiple properties. And I'm not talking about like four properties. I'm talking about owners that had 12 units with us. Um, and they were more interested in seeing a flat uh, fee every month rather than, you know, once off charges throughout the year. So we kind of came together and we figured out, well, over the course of a year, your properties would make us X. And if you want to pay that on a monthly basis, instead of, you know, paying for a lease renewal fee, paying for a leasing fee, paying for an end of year statement fee, whatever the case was, the once off stuff, um, we can figure out what that percentage is and divide that out over the course of the year. And that was really the, the concession we made, if you will. There was really, we, we were convicted about our pricing and you could either love it or you could leave. <laughs> so we did was you, you rolled up all of those fees into an all-inclusive fee and just charged it out monthly. Is that correct? Right. Just made it really easy for people, but you didn't necessarily drop your fees. You still were charging a, you know, about the same. 
Right. Yeah. yeah. There wasn't really a decrease in fees at all, but uh, there was a, there, there's still two clients today that uh, we have not increased their fees on these they uh, One of them owns, I think about 12 units. The other one's about 15. Um, <clears throat> we've talked to them about it several times, but um, they're definitely price sensitive and it was worth us just to keep them as clients more than to keep attacking the issue. So we've decided to keep them. Although the game plan is, is to replace them with new properties and, and then uh, phase them out. So. so this is probably your last speed hump. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Now that's cool. Well, let, let's also just talk about, we talked about the clients you've negotiated with. Um, and uh, let's talk about um, the, uh, the amount of the people that you lost. So out of the, the, the loss that you had, you know, tell us about your loss. Um, you know, tell us about that. Yeah, so I think the first round we lost 12 clients. Um, these were clients that uh, were kind of middle of the road. They met the criteria. Um, it was kind of surprising some clients that we thought for sure that they would have huge problems with this didn't and signed on and some that we thought, well, shoot, they're super loyal. They're going to stick around no matter what didn't stick around. So I would say that the process is completely unpredictable uh, as far as like who will stay. But I think where the predictability is, is your customer loyalty, uh, your net promoter score, whatever that might be, does have an influence on what uh, clients will be retained. And so if you really have a good fan base, you know, and that happy clients, then you're going to have higher, higher retention, you know. Okay. So you said you lost 12 properties, but financially, you know, in the next few months, how were you? Oh, even better. I mean, <laughs> if you think about what 125 average per property per month equates to 266 it doesn't take but one property to but you weren't doing those numbers then we weren't doing right, dollars per door per month then it was gradual right this yeah. process is very gradual yeah. it takes time but um it doesn't it doesn't take you long to realize that it takes less doors to to make the same amount of money uh, as before so so in that first year I think we lost eight was it like 89 clients or something like that yeah but we increased profitability by 27 percent yeah that was the first year that and yeah. that was just the first year so yeah. our number like I said it was that that amazing trade-off where you're getting more for less yeah, um, yeah. or more out of less yeah. So let's talk about these 89 clients. Um, let, let's qualify that a bit more. Um, were, were they, you know, were some of those big multi-property owner properties, low rent type properties, were they the ones that you were happy to, 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 to move on? You know, how many of those 89 were you glad to see the other side of? The majority of them. I can think of to this day of one client that I've been sad about leaving. The rest was low low socioeconomic status of tenants, um, classy landlords, um, classy properties. So yeah, that it's not really, you know what I mean? It, there was not really that much emotional loss. <laughs> One owner had 45 doors that, you know, it was kind of, we'd had a really wonderful relationship with him. He was one of our very first clients, um, but they were apartments that rented for $500 a month. And you know, we were making next to nothing off of him. We were basically paying him to manage his properties. Mm. Um, so while he was a wonderful client, his properties were not, they were C-class properties and a lot of work went into them. 
a lot of work and you know it it was hard to lose that many doors in one fell swoop but um, well and we look at it this way like if that client walked into our office today would we even take them on we would say no yeah. i wouldn't bring those client that client on today five years ago when we were trying to grow this business you pretty much take you know anything with a roof and a door i think what darren says <laughs> anything with a roof and a front door no other criteria is necessary so let's talk about that so you had a different criteria back then of what you said yes to otherwise you wouldn't have signed those management agreements you know yeah. so today what what will you say yes to what is your criteria for you to say yes mr mr owner we will manage your property what's the criteria yeah, so it has to be a thousand dollars or more uh, in monthly rent, and we have a goal of two thousand dollars or more in annual revenue with that property. Um, although I think that's uh, that can be even increase a little higher because our average has gone up so much. We don't take on single-wide mobile homes, um, not flats. Um, have to be thirty minutes from our office. And you said single-wide mobile homes. You're talking about trailers. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep, uh, 30 minutes geographically from our office. Um, uh, not unreasonable landlords, people that uh, say, you know what, my house should bring 1800 when it should only bring 1000 You know, those are those unreasonable landlords, the ones that, uh, landlords that don't want to uh, maintain their property and, and take good care of it. Um, what, what all of that has done in setting a good definition is created a positioning statement for us in the marketplace. Uh, when people think of independence capital, um, they think of, well, you guys have the nicest properties in town, um, by far. I, I look at the other properties available and they just look run down. They're not clean and so on and so forth. So, so it, you set yourself up in town that you take the cream and your competitors have a purpose to then manage your crap. Is that right? Yeah. Right. We actually just moved in a tenant a couple weeks ago that is the maintenance man at another management company in town and we specifically asked him why didn't you rent from the company that you work for and he said well they only they only manage crap <laughs> you guys have all the good properties and this is our largest competitor the one that's but, equal and, and no doubt they will take anything on because it's all about growth 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 and more roofs and front doors but okay so you've got a great criteria and well done because i do remember working with you on what that criteria should be and great to see you continue with that and that's now your statement so let's go back to this 89 properties because people are thinking wow 500 doors you lost 89 that's huge i couldn't allow that sort of loss but i think we have to put this in perspective you had taken on some owners with a lot of doors per owner that weren't in the best quality so out of those 89 properties then what would that be equivalent of now per door with your new criteria what would from an income point of view, you know, how many doors does that represent those 89 properties now? Uh, let's 30 ish. Yeah, 30. I mean, 30. Yeah. 30, 30 doors today of what you would take on was equivalent to those 89. So you would have, and it wouldn't just be 89 properties worth of work. You, we're probably talking double. We're probably talking 160, 170 properties worth of work, isn't it? Oh, easily. Yeah. Yeah, and, and no wonder why. So you got rid of 160 properties worth of work with 30 quality properties now um, yeah. with so much less work and, and that was the uh, income equivalent. Um, is that a good way of looking at it? Yeah, sure. And we were fairly strategic with some of those, Darren, as far as there were some who blatantly just said, if you guys are increasing fees, I'm out. Um, and they wouldn't even give us the opportunity to say, well, we'll keep your fees the same. 
Um, but there were other people who said, well, if you're going to increase, then I'm going to leave. And we were able to say, well, we'll go ahead and keep your fees the same with the whole intent in mind that how many properties is it going to take us to replace this one or to replace these five? And when we hit that number, we terminated that owner on our accord. So we strategically replaced them. So yeah. it wasn't just a fail swoop of people yeah. flying out the door. Yep. So I think, you know, um, you know, your journey certainly has been, okay, we've got a lot of multiple property owners here. We can't just get rid of them all. It's done with, it's done with strategy. We might get on 10 quality properties before we're now in a position to now talk with that owner about increasing his fees because if he leaves, then we're okay. Is that, has that been your strategy? Yep. Yeah. All right. So let's say we're now we're approaching a multiple property owner with a, a lot of doors. Um, you know, obviously you've, you've been able to increase a lot of these guys to your fees. Tell us about that process and how have you handled that? Uh, we've actually changed our uh, pricing structure again to do a three tiered, uh, all, you know, pricing structure, which actually increased our fees again. Uh, but basically what we do in those instances, if they have more than three properties, um, then we'll take them from a higher tier price. I mean, higher tier service for a lower tiered price, one lower. And that's kind of how we deal with that. Like I just talked to an owner today that had a fourplex. Um, so that's kind of how what we're going for. Yeah. So, so at the end of the day, you've, you've gone to these owners of multiple properties saying we have to increase your fees. What is the reason why they say yes? How have you made that possible? I think um, it's like I think, like I said in the pre-show, um, it's the path of least resistance. It's really miserable to change property management companies. There's a lot of work involved for a client. Um, not to say that they won't, but it's easier to just deal with the increased fees than it is to go search out and vet new property management companies. And, and with the risk of you, they may be getting someone worse, right? That may cost them even more than just fees. Well, I think that's, I think you just hit the nail on the head. If you can explain to an owner the, the alternate cost, right? The law of the alternate cost. Meaning that if you sign up with somebody else who's not doing routine inspections on your home, who isn't screening your tenants properly, um, who doesn't offer protection programs like we offer, what could that potentially cost you? in the end. And if you can show an owner that by not doing routine inspections, we've had owners have to spend fifteen to thirty thousand dollars to get their home back into a livable condition for a new tenant. Where if if you hire us, yes, you're gonna pay this small amount for a uh, inspection fee, but we're on top of what's going on at your property. We're we're making sure that it's not getting to the point where you're gonna have to spend thirty thousand dollars in in a make ready. You know, that's Showing, showing them those numbers um, is worth its weight in gold, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, all right. Now, tell us about the journey with your staff. So, they've now seen this. They've been part of this journey. They've been on the phone talking to owners, getting them across the line. Now, they're out the other side, and they're in the land of new fees. Their old fees don't exist anymore, and they're getting their fees with their current owners and with new owners. Uh, what's been their attitude now looking back in hindsight? I think they're fully embraced, fully uh, committed. Um, we we did lose two property managers in that in that process. Well, that that went through the process uh, with us, um, and that was actually a good thing, you know, because we we have buy-in from our full staff 
there's not there's not old fees anymore it's just this is just how it is this is the fees you know so mm -hmm. um yeah that the staff that we had a hard time uh changing their mindset um are no longer with us and they they would struggle through it you know we'd have to have the conversation every few months of you are worth it quit thinking that you're not um and, and they just eventually got to the point where it was like, well, we're never going to get the buy-in from these people, so it's time to part ways. Um, but our current staff has fully embraced it. And now when an owner says, well, can you negotiate with me on that? The answer, the answer is 100% no. I, I work very hard for that fee. <laughs> um, and they're convicted that they, they've earned and they work hard for it. So. Okay, so um, I think it's fair to say, you know, you've gone from, we started $125 per property, per door. Uh, per month um, and now you're at you just said just before before we started the podcast your uh, profit coach you just said you're actually sitting at 266 dollars per door per property per month at the moment which is huge and that's uh, that that uh, with some brief calculations before was, was um, uh, uh, an extra um, well 112 percent which is huge um, you, you've more than doubled so but I think it's fair I think you said before that you've had I think we've discussed in the last three months you've had a leasing fee spike because you've been at you've had a soft market and now you've been renting properties uh, quite a lot has that been the case you've had a strong last three months of leasing that's yeah. correct yep. yeah so I think it's fair to say that we've had an income spike which is uh, inflated that figure so I think when the dust settles I think it would be fair to say even still that income per door per property will be sitting at that 230 240 dollars per property per month per door um, again that 80 90 percent increase I think is still huge um, and because when we're working with officers to add increased fees you know we're happy to see 20 to 30 percent uh, increase in income per property per door. So, you know, congratulations guys. So let, let's just keep on going now with getting those new fees with new business. You guys are clearly the leaders in town and your fees are so much more than your competitors. Um, how has that gone with getting new business? Um, I actually don't, I don't feel like it, it plays in too much. You're always going to have those price sensitive clients or potential clients, but, uh, our conversion rate has not been uh, changed. It hasn't gone down. Um, I think if you get the opportunity to, to sell them on your services, then certainly um, they come over and, and see that. We, you know, we're the only management company that has our fees fully on our website. So right there in and of itself is transparency. And I think people want that these days, you know, so um, I don't think it's hurt us uh, no. per se. We actually, uh, you know, if you look at, uh, industry averages. I think the average conversion rate is like six percent. Yeah, something. it's super low. We convert twenty five percent of our leads. Yeah. Um, so consistently, we're we're closing, um, and you know, like Sean said, you're going to get those price sensitive people, but those aren't the clients that we want anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're finding that you know you, your your uh, ability to take on new properties really hasn't changed. No. No. Okay. Well done. Um, and so looking back, it's three years now since you started to make that change. What's the, you know, if you're going to say there's one thing you learned the most, what is it? What's been the biggest change? I would say, well, the biggest change certainly is it's like 
the revenue of having a thousand doors under management by only managing 500, right? That's the big change, right? Who wouldn't want that? Um, probably the biggest learning lesson though is to uh, just have a solid uh, relationship with your clients before going through this process. There were some clients that we may have not had very good relation, or you know, not good or bad, but not strong relationships. And I would just say, if we could strengthen those relationships before introducing new fees, I, I think we would even had an even higher success rate. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I can think of. Yeah. Okay. And one thing that we really noticed, we had just bought a portfolio uh, the year prior to this. And so those were some of the clients that we didn't have that personal one-on-one -on -one relationship with as much as we did the clients that we had personally brought on. Um, and the clients that we personally onboarded and we had those strong relationships with signed no problem. The ones that we bought as part of that portfolio purchase, you know, they, they didn't know us yet well enough, I guess, to uh, see that value. And so those are some of the ones that we had to kind of talk across the line. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's definitely a strength in relationship uh, of property or, or investors that you've brought on yourself versus those that you've purchased. Um, so that's something to definitely think about if you're going through that process, you know. Okay. So wherever I go, I mean, this is one of the key things that I work in is adding increasing fees with, with businesses, with their current owners, and of course, then with their new owners as well. And wherever I go, whether it's Australia, New Zealand, United States, any city, any regional area in Australia, New Zealand, and the United States, everyone tells me, Darren, owners are not going to pay more. We've got too many discounters in our market, there's too competitive, our owners are too tight, our owners have been with us too long, my property manager will never allow it. You can't do that in my marketplace is the constant thing that I hear. What have you got to say to those people considering you're now through the other side? Yeah, I think that, uh, I think society has actually shifted. There's actually studies that um, support this, but people care more in general about value than they do price and are willing to pay for that. They want convenience. They want peace of mind. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing these days is, um, yeah, there's, there's heavy discounters and you're going to have people that want heavy discounting as, as their, uh, their MO, but not everybody. Yeah. Uh, it certainly hasn't been the case for us. We have some solid, really happy clients that are getting full fees that we're getting full fees on and they're happy as can be. So referring us more like them <laughs> yeah. every day. So it's, yeah, I mean, I think Sean has said this before that fear is a liar. So don't let your mind talk you out of um, reaching your full, your full, Potential, potential, your, your full ability. So, um, you know, your, your mind is your own worst enemy, I think in a lot of cases, and, uh, you've got to just overcome it, be convicted that you're worth it and make it happen. Now, you, you guys are certainly some of our favorite guys and a part of our inner circle as well. And if anyone wants to join our inner circle, just go to our Facebook page, Inspired Growth Training and join our group. You'll see a big button there if you do it on your on your cell or your mobile phone. Um, or just go to Facebook, IGT Inner Circle and join our group. Um, but guys, if people have any questions for you both, what's the best way to get in contact? Yeah, sure. They can, uh, they can go to our website. It's uh, uh, icpmrentsmart.com. Contact information's on there, my email address, phone number. 
whatever you need, give me, give me a shout. So just repeating, it's icpmrentsmart.com and they can get in contact with you through through the website there. And thank you so much again. You, you two are very, uh, you know, we're, we're very fond of both of you. Um, we, um, we've had a, a great time. We certainly still keep up um, and we do appreciate all that, um, you know, you've been able to share in this program and you've been real helpful to everyone else out there. I just want to say thank you so much for your time. Our pleasure. Absolutely. Thanks, Thank you. Tell, tell okay. Dennis we missed him. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Thank you.